Welcome to Urban Legends, the podcast about Urban Legends. Hi, welcome. Uh, <laughs> weird, weird start, I don't know what I was doing there. Um, so, so I'm going to have to, as well, Chris, going to have to say, you know, let's not forget, let's pronounce it Urban Legends. You know, that's our USP. Urban Legends. Yeah, so uh, I am local whittler, Chris Flynn, and that person you heard just then is with me, as always, <clears throat> the inventor of the hypercrouton, Mr. Mm-hmm. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How's your week been? It's very windy, isn't it? It is very windy, yeah. It's a storm Eunice, is it? It's mm. been battering the aisles here. I think it's now moved on to Europe. No, it's still um, windy where I am, windy and rainy. Yeah, we've got we've got amber warnings for the next couple of days, actually. So, yeah, I think it's... Um, it's going to be windy till six and windy tomorrow as well, apparently. So, mm. but yeah, you're going to get oh. out there with your kite. Yes. Yeah. I think now is the, now is the time to perfect my paragliding accident for insurance money. <laughs> Go and get up onto the downs. Yeah. Get your paragliding out, or just a big box kite and just get dragged, in, dragged off the side. Long held option. Yeah. Or yeah, go down the cliffs. <laughs> Got to do some kiting. Okay, um, really high with them. Might go as far as Cheddar Gorge. Oh, definitely love Cheddar That'd Gorge. Be good. And you could gorge on cheddar. Um, yeah. So, Neil, hypercrouton, what is it? Tell me, get, give me the elevator pitch. Yep. So basically, you take your donut dough and yep. you deep fry that, and then bake it. Yeah. <laughs> and you put that all over your salad or soup. Ah, so because modern croutons, yeah, bit bit hard and sort of like boring. Yeah. But you know, you make it out of donut dough, like the uh, what that mm-hmm. um, was it a croissant they made out of a donut dough that similar to that kind of thing. I don't know what that. They've got all kinds of crazy really pastries. Three years ago, like bear yes. claws or something. I think there was a French chef actually came up with this. But anyway, it's not. But he didn't come up with a didn't come up with a crouton version. The hyper crouton. It. The hyper crouton. Yeah. I'll tell you what's really nice because a we crouton, been, but even better. Well, the, one of the nicest things on earth, um, and probably one of the most unhealthy, because we live on a seaside resort. Hmm. You can get donuts like ring donuts. Um, and you, and they're made by sort of a machine, like down on the pier, mm-hmm. and you get them kind of fresh, like fresh out of the out of the machine, and then into your face. They are bloody lovely, aren't they? Mm. Have you had? I haven't had them in years, but they're so no, no, kind of many light. Years. Was a kid. Yeah, yeah. When you well, that sort of thing is always much better when it's really. Then. We've had them when we've been out drinking on a Saturday with Graham and Sarah, and that. Oh, I can't recall. <laughs> we were out drinking. It's been a session. Yeah. But they're really good. So, hi, Crouton. When when can we expect to see it in our supermarkets? Well, the slight problem is it tends to get a bit limp by the time it gets to the supermarket. Right. So we're still working that out, you know. Working out. So yeah. throwing lots of different chemicals at it to try and stabilise it. So, but, yeah, and I'm hopeful. Within silver the next nitrate and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, quicksilver. <laughs> you know. Give it a quick, give a little little coating in quicksilver. Yeah, and that'd be good as well for your tertiary stage syphilis. So yeah, and for your madness, you know. Yeah. So I would. So I'm. I'm if you want, to, you want to use some medieval, you know. Medicine. I was in. I'm currently. I'm currently um, eating as a snack, a bridging snack between brunch and dinner. I'm eating some Cheetos, okay. which are like the American what's it. Um, yeah, and it's got a, a radical uh, cheater on there as well. Chester, he's, I believe. He's fucking, and, yeah, he's he's off he's his pretty with it. He's off his nut. Um, oh, but they were in, <laughs> in the local supermarket. They were in the international food section. <laughs> really? Fucking <laughs> hell! Ooh, uh, ooh, between the tahini paste, and the, yeah, uh, and coconuts, yeah, sort of oyster sauce, <laughs> some pack of Cheetos. But that's oh, the weird thing because the international, because in all supermarkets now you have like sections for just like curry and stuff, and for yeah. Chinese food or Asian food. So you've got all yeah. the sections. So what do they put in the international stuff? Like Cheetos, um, something from Botswana. Like I mean, most of most international food is now just food. 
Yeah, I mean that's the one. It's like if you're making your own hummus. That's what they normally yeah, put the tahini yeah. paste. That's what I know. That's what I know. But um, yeah, you, you find a few odd bits and pieces in there that are quite good. Sometimes it's just fun looking as well. So oh, what's yeah, that? it's fun. It's fun to look, isn't it? Now look yeah. at things. Oh, well, that's different. Right to look at it. That's what you get up to on the weekend. So, Neil, that little soiree has led us nicely into the. Urban Legend, which you wish to discuss today, hasn't it? Seamlessly. Yeah, segues, per- segues perfectly into um, into the story we're going to go through here, which is the uh, the Hopkinsville Hop- try again Hopkinsville <laughs> Goblins case. Mm. Case of the Hopkinsville Goblins. Well, the Goblins. Hopkinsville account- encounter, if you if you prefer. Um, yeah, so. I'm going to read to you from. Uh, <laughs> you're a fan of the History Channel, Chris. Well, not the History Channel. I'm a fan of hate History Channel Two. All oh, right, is that the one that just goes on about the Nazis and aliens constantly? Maybe. Oh, guess what? We're gonna we're gonna um, go off the History Channel. I'm sure. I'm assuming History.com is affiliated to the History Channel. It looks like it's got the same logo, if I recall correctly. Um, so I want you to cast your mind back to a night in August 21st, 1955. That's going to be difficult because it was prior to my birth. Well, you know, just imagine. Just use the power right. of imagination okay. to cast you back. You're in God. southwestern Kentucky. Big bopper on the radio. Yeah, big bopper on the radio. You know, music hasn't died yet. Um, don't know. When did the plane come down? Don't know. Um, you're at Hopkinsville Police Station in southwestern Kentucky when a large extended family from the local farm called the Suttons arrive breathlessly and tell you a terrifying tale. So... I'm imagining everyone speaks like in Justified for this. I would hope so. I'd be very disappointed if in not. Kentucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're all, you know, having just a you know, little nip of um, of good bourbon. Mm. Some moonshine. Oh, yeah, possibly some shine. Ah, cheery um, power. Very nice. So... We almost shined to that for or, or they, you know, they've just been off uh, in the general way. Dropping off moonshine down to the, yeah, that's probably off their faces an oxycotton. Probably not in 55, in fairness. Um, no, they, they came into the, um, into the police station to tell them about a terrifying mm. siege they were having by otherworldly beings. Mm. And this is a, you know, one of the most detailed and baffling accounts of an alien close encounter on record. Alien? Like, an alien. We're talking, this, can, can I, can I make a, can I go make a quick guess? Go on. Is this the story which the film Critters is based on? Yes, you are. Well, allegedly that is that is correct. Yeah. Yay! Loosely based. What do I win? Um, Your pride. Respect of absolutely no one. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, yeah. I don't know where you got that from, but um, yeah, it's sort of. It's well, very, it very sounds loose. like it. Very very loosely. The like tiny story aliens. Things. I mean, you wait until you get to the bit with the intergalactic bounty hunters <laughs> with, the, with the explosive <laughs> things. Yeah, you could shapeshift. That's, that's pretty good. So, um, yeah, they were at their, their, their farmstead. And they, they they were very, very cl- You know, so as well, this isn't one where it's just kind of like, um, you know, they've seen a, an alien from miles away. They actually they got into a firefight with some aliens, Chris. That's good. To yeah, aliens with, all their, with all their alien shotguns. Well, who know, I mean, I mean, who knows? Who Muskets, hell-handled yeah. darter guns. I mean, you know, they've got you know they've got interplanetary distance technology that they can move around to the universe in. But maybe they didn't. Maybe maybe they're pacifist aliens. Maybe they don't. You know. Well, I think what's happened there is they put they've put all of their um, research into interplanetary technology and fuck yeah. all into weaponry. So yeah. they've got really rudimentary weapons, made, haven't they? So they're just going to get invaded by somebody's, you know, he's more somebody called it. <laughs> better rounded skill tree. <laughs> yeah, that's what's happened there. Okay, so the alleged encounter occurred on the Sutton's farm in a tiny rural hamlet of Kelly, Kentucky, which I assume is near Hopkinsville. Anyway, where the family lived on an unpainted three-room house without running water, telephone, radio, TV, or books. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, it's 55. I mean, they would have had a well, no, they're running. Well, I thought they might have had a well or something, but well, yeah. You would think with all that with all that spare time, you get the house painted. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Probably busy. They must have had some. Yeah, they must have had a well or something. Um, they might have had that, that. They might have every night played that game where you throw the horseshoes at the spike in the ground. That's good. That isn't it. That keep you entertained for ten minutes. Well. <laughs> Is that all painting? It's up to you, kids. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll play horseshoes again, Dad. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think it would have been that rare to have not had a telephone, a radio, or a TV. No, no, six. I think that rural. was pretty. I would think that'd be pretty common, actually. Books. Mm, okay, there's something there. Um, but yeah, and, and I think it's actually not uncommon to sort of dig a well these days. And if you're living in certain parts of America, it's you know. You yeah. don't necessarily have connection to them. Or if you're in Flint, Michigan, you wish you weren't connected to the local uh, yeah. waters. That's yeah. a hot topic there, Neil. Ooh. Let's not get into that. Um, so basically, yeah, they've been here for a year. Yeah. Well, it's still, maybe it's still, still happening, mm. isn't it? Still, all, all for want of a, a small investment to not let the pipes all go rusted and leaded. Anyway, there you go. There you go. Um, well, it's all the chemicals that go in the, into the water, into the aquifer and stuff, isn't it? Well, yeah, but they reckon that if they had have actually treated them correctly, I mean, now that the damage has been done, they're like they're completely fucked, and they'd have to replace all of the piping. But if they'd actually spent a minimum amount of money to treat them, um, it wouldn't have happened. Anyway, I cheat oh, twice. There you go. Yeah, addition time saves a load of plumbing going leaded. Um, you know, lead for petrol, not for drinking. Anyway, uh, so it happens. So basically, we're having a firefight out on their farm. One fact is indisputable. So mm-hmm. you know, there was a, their, their story is that there was a UFO landing and, and and some small alien creatures attacked them. But one fact is indisputable: when the eight adults and three children arrived at nearby Hopkinsville Police Station at around 11 p.m., they were genuinely terror struck. And the police chief Russell Greenwell later told investigators, "These aren't the kind of people who normally run to the police for help." What they do is reach for their guns. And don't you worry, Chris, they absolutely did. Well, they had a fire fight, fight, didn't they? So. Yeah. Yet here they were, women and children, hysterical, and one man with a pulse of 140 beats per minute, measured by an investigator. To be fair, he was morbidly obese. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my resting one is about 120. So, um, so according to accounts given by the police, at around 7pm on the hot Sunday evening, the Sutton family friend, Billy Ray Taylor, was fetching water from the backyard well. Yeah, there you go, they had a well. When he saw a silvery object, real bright, with an exhaust, all the colours of the rainbow. And as he later <laughs> recounted, it came silently towards the house. Passed over it, yes, stopped in the air. Right. An exhaust, all the colours of the rainbow. All the Colours of the rainbow, real bright. <laughs> run, Charlie, run! <laughs> Sorry, that's just uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> pipe out the colours of the rainbow. Look, Billy Ray had a way with words. Billy Ray, that's why. That's why the ladies liked him. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, yeah, so he stops in the air and then drops straight to the ground. So. Bam. So Billy Ray and his and his um he's twenty one and his his wife was eighteen, I'm not sure why they're telling us that. They come from Pennsylvania to visit Lucky Sutton, with whom he'd worked on a travelling carnival. So they're carnies. That's good. Um the Sutton's fifty year old widow and matriarch, Glennie Lankford, her two older sons and their wives, the brother and law woman. <laughs> yeah. Bearded woman, cheap boy, alligator man, lobster child. Painted lady. Yeah. Or whatever else was in that. Oh, black and white movie. Um, okay, I forget now, but basically there's a load of these um, people living on but a you farm. Said, so Lucky, and, so him and Lucky worked on, on the travelling circuit. So carry on from there. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's mates with a chap called Lucky Sutton. So it's the Sutton's farm. So Billy Ray Taylor and his wife, they're coming down to visit um, an old mate yeah. who he'd worked with on Travelling Carnival. Um, and on the farm, so there's a, there's a 50-year-old widow, so the husband's died. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's Glenny. Um, and she's got two older sons, and they've got they've got wives, and they all live together. Um, there's a brother-in-law, and uh, and the widow. She's got three younger children, um, twelve, ten, and seven. So quite a big family she's got. Um, mm. But they didn't take Billy Ray seriously. You know, he talks about having seen this. Oh, UFO. Billy Ray! Well, you know, you know what he's like, Billy. You're Ray. always you know. spinning a yarn. 
you know, you know what they're like. You've been out with a carnival and tell all sorts of tales, don't they? Fucking carnival, yeah. But yeah, can't trust them. Um, an hour later, alerted by the dog's incessant barking, Lucky and Billy Ray went to the back door and they made out a strange glow, in the midst of which they spied a small humanoid creature, about three and a half feet tall, had an oversized head, almost perfectly round, arms extended almost to the ground, hands had talons, and its oversized eyes glowed with a yellowish light. The body gave off an eerie shimmer in the light of the night's new moon, as if it were made of silver metal. Yeah, so it's, sounds, you know, like, sounds like Michael Gove. <laughs> Little oh, yeah, but, joke there. But, but, more, but less freaky. But more gorgeous. Um, but more gorgeous. Mind you, I don't even see, see this thing dancing. Never know. Um, so what do they do, do you reckon, Chris? I think you can guess. Shoot it. Yeah. Terrified, the two men grabbed a 20-gauge shotgun and a 22 rifle and fired at the little man. It's hands. I mean, it's a good job it just wasn't someone's kid wandering around in the backyard, wasn't it? Well, you're not going to have much luck with a shotgun at that kind of distance. And the rifle's quite... That's like a varmint rifle. So they're using exactly the weapons you wouldn't want to. I reckon these people for intergalactic, for intergalactic skirmishes. I, I, I reckon they know. I, I reckon they know their weapons. These lads. No, no they just picked whatever's closest. Yeah. Anyway, they, they fired a little man with his hands now raised as if held at gunpoint, and it came towards the back door. They reported it, then did a flip, scrambled upright, and fled into the darkness. Did a backflip. Then they did, yeah, just did several backflips. Then shortly after, the men saw a similar creature appear in a side window and fired through the window screen. Still impervious to bullets, the little man again flipped and disappeared. I went out in the hallway and crouched down next to Billy, and I saw one approaching the floor, Mrs. Lankford told Isabel Davis, author of an extensive report called Close Encounter at Kelly and Others of 55. It looked like a five-gallon gasoline can with a head on top and small legs. It was a shimmering bright metal like on my refrigerator. Well, they have so refrigeration, so that's good. It's yeah, not all I bad. Get... So hang on a second. So they've got electricity then. Hmm. They just don't have any. I mean, yeah, don't have running water. They've got a well, so that's fair enough. Yeah, we're going back to what plumbing doesn't work with on electricity. Just to just to clear that up for you. <laughs> no, no, I'm, 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 I am aware of the difference. Get one of them electric the toilets. <laughs> I mean, I, I after, after trying to drink out of the um, electrical socket no more than twenty <laughs> times, did I repeat the experiment? You know, I don't do it anymore, Chris. I use I use a tap. Well, the faucets, our American friends would say, right. So the drama escalates when Taylor steps outside under the small overhanging roof and those behind him saw a claw-like hand reach down and touch his hair. The group screamed and pulled Taylor back while Lucky shot above the overhang and then at another similar creature in a nearby tree. It floated to the ground and then scurried into the woods. So Sutton's moved inside, spent several hours listening for movements, hearing mostly occasional scratches on the roof. At 11pm, the whole station ran for the cars and hightailed it to the Hopkinsville, don't know why it's so hard for me to pronounce, Hopkinsville Police Station at top speed. So they're speeding up there, so they're going to get caught out there. Think of, um, um, think of the town as being a cult that started by Anthony Hopkins, if you need yeah. to, Hopkinsville. They did a little memoir there for something. Yeah. So the local police chief calls for backup because he's not fucking about. Do you know what I mean? If, if it's going to scare the Suttons, we're going to get him tooled up. I mean, yeah. this is why, like, modern um, rural police forces, Chris, they have, like, armoured tanks and that. Military, yeah, the militarisation of the police. It's not because of ridiculous, you know, overspending on militarisation of the police. War on, crime, because, war on, um, war on drug stuff. Yeah, no, no it's it's because, you know, you never know when you're going to come up against intergalactic entities and you're going to have to get tooled up. I believe this is why the SWAT team was formed. Yeah, you don't you don't do it because you want to have to use it, but you know you, it's because you, you don't want to have to use it. You don't do it at all because there is a ridiculous system with all within all sort of public works, which is that you have to spend your entire budget by the end of the financial year, otherwise your budget will get shrunk. Rather than them just going, okay, you you haven't spent that much this year, that's fine. You still have the same budget next year, so you end up buying stuff that you don't need. It's not that. At all. I, no, it's not that. I mean, look, I'll tell you what, Chris. I I would say, you know, what's the the one problem I have with the military? And obviously, I'm, you know, God bless them, but too much training. You know, too much faffing about. Yeah. I think what you, what we need to do what we need to do over here is, you know, definitely much more heavily arm our police forces with military equipment, but just don't bother the training because that's what that's why, where the costs come in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, probably probably a week or so. 
Don't you know, sit in a military all sitting around in barracks, like yeah. most of the going into towns, getting drunk. You've seen up. them, Chris. They're just marching up down on a parade, aren't they? What's the point in that? Point in that. Ugh. Get out and go and catch some criminals. Anyway, disband the military. Just keep Trident. Beautiful. Yeah, that's what I say. Just get more of them submarines rolling around. You don't know where it is, so it could be right by you. Do you feeling lucky, punk? Could, could be in your bath. <laughs> oh, that's the fact that our nuclear deterrent system is literally just the equivalent of a Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, you know my things about Trident, which is disband it and let's not have yeah. nuclear weapons because... Pff, possibly, possibly not really a deterrent for the future. Anyway, no. still though, it's good value, isn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, it's not like... I mean, it's you, it, we've, we've, we've spunked away a lot of money over the last couple of years. Fuck it, in for a penny, in for a pound. Let's get another couple going on. Yeah, why not? <clears throat> we'll get Boris Johnson's mates to build it, <laughs> who, who, current, who currently yeah. uh, work in, I don't know, cabinet makers. Couple of garden, we need a couple of garden bridges as well, one, one between Northern Ireland and Scotland, preferably. <laughs> you know, obviously we'll call it the Johnson Bridge. Yeah, perfect. No, why not? Boris's bouncy bridge. Better, better than giving the North decent railway. Nah, fuck them. What they'd squander it, wouldn't they? If they were serious, if they were serious about improving their lot in life, they'd move to the south. <laughs> yeah, they'd move to London and make it really over expensive <laughs> and overcrowded. <laughs> Hasn't happened, does um, it? So there you go. What's the, well, you're not that you're not that bothered, then are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, get chuck your stuff into into the back of your car, head yeah. south. Yeah, you was, could live in Luke, you can live in Luton or something and commute into London. It's good enough for the Oakies in the twenties and the Dust Bowl era, or the thirties, and you know, or all down to California, uh, or all backstories of Hollywood actors. Right. Anyway, back on back onto the point. So, the local police chief's calling for backup, and his team goes down to Sutton Farm, followed by state police, military police from nearby Fort Campbell, and a photographer of the Kentucky New Era. They didn't find much. They found shell casing for the gunshots, but no evidence. But they didn't find any proof of heavy drinking, Chris, which I know was one of my first thoughts. So according to the Sutton yeah. Matriarch, liquor was not allowed in the farmhouse. That makes sense, doesn't it? Because, you know, you don't, you're not going to run a, a busy farm. You're out drinking shine. Could it be that thing where, um, you know, when yeast goes bad and it, and it makes people all go mental? Oh, right. right. So you could... Yeah, you, you, you hear it, tell of like people like eating bread with a bit of you know mold on it or something, and it can have hallucinations and things like that. Yeah, they reckon that's why this was the reason why you know just see things in the way in the middle of stuff like that. Yeah, mm. who knows? Yeah, who knows? It's like um, it's a it's a hallucinogenic, isn't it? But I think I think if they were acting manic, then the police would have said that. I think they they think that they said, but um. But once the police and the others left, though, the creatures returned around two thirty in the morning and between daybreak. And the uh, matriarch said she saw one glowing repeatedly by a bedside window, its claw-like hand on the screen. I mean, the one thing I'm going to stop on here, Chris, is, um, you know, what, what's these aliens going? Let, let's assume that they are aliens. What they, what's, what's their game? What are they up to? Um, <clears throat> maybe they were coming down to get some milk or a yeah. cup of sugar. I mean, they didn't, they didn't come in guns blazing. They <laughs> well, no, they've, I think they've been pretty um, reasonable, to be honest with you. I mean, all right, they've got a little bit of a scary appearance, but, you know. People can look different. That is what it is, or, or you know, not people, but interterrestrials are obviously going to look quite quite different to us. We don't yeah, know. They've got but... malicious intent. You've gone straight for uh, for your twenty two and your twenty gauge. Well, it's anything. Problem... You're lucky that they haven't retaliated. Well, they did, didn't they? Well, no, no I'm it's saying the, the the aliens haven't had they. They've just they've just gone like that. Fair enough. Well, they've had a scratch at the roof. They've um, hovered around a tree. I thought that one of them shot shot back through the windscreen. No, no, it's just them shooting out. All oh, right. So, so um, other than some potential, other than suppose so it wasn't. Other, so I wouldn't really call it. A, I wouldn't really call it a gun battle, which is what it was. It was quite a one sided one. <laughs> it's, them, it's them shooting at what may or may not be um, aliens. Um, um, I don't know. I think. I think you know. This is the danger of arming a populace, really. You know that could they could have been coming down to sort out the world's problems and give us all kind of uh, unified 
living wage provided we agree to be a vassal state of whatever their planet is. Well, no, they're going to come down and give us, like, you know, faster than light technology and a solution to our energy crisis that wouldn't have created climate change. Unfortunately, instead of going down to the White House, what they've done is gone onto a farm in Hopkinsville. Well, maybe they don't trust uh, politicians. Well, that's true. Yeah, you can't blame <laughs> they them. They want, want to speak to the, um, the average man yeah. on the street. You know, sort of the earth chaps. See what they're yeah. like. They'll give us a good idea of what these people are like. Yeah, well. Uh, if only they'd landed in Greenwich Village or something, Chris. Oh, yeah, things would be very or, different um, by now, I'll tell you that. Or Guildford. Yeah. Ketrin. <laughs> a travel channel um, in Ketrin. Um, yeah, so, the, so the, they've got the police descriptions of these things as well, and they've got, like, round heads and glowing eyes. They look like kind of, like, flaps on the ears. It's got, like, big Mr. Spock ears. Um, Ergots. And then they're that's, quite, like... Um, that's the fungus. Sorry. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Quite sort of muscular chest, but quite a skinny waists and very little legs. Well, that sounded right. Yeah, wouldn't not mind. Too uh, wouldn't mind one of them joining me and my pillow yeah. wife. He <laughs> <laughs> can be as metallic as he wants. Um, yeah, so so straight after that, then Chris. Um, days after, you know, they've been on the radio and the newspapers, yeah. including the New York Times, um, who reported the incident, and hundreds of curiosity seekers descended on the farm. Unfortunately, mm. a lot of them were ridiculing the Suttons as ignorant or fraudulent. That's a bit wow. often, you know, snobs. Well... You know, they're coming from out of town. And they're just like... Yeah. Oh, look at funny accent. Yeah. Oh, God. Look at the... They haven't even painted the farmhouse. Yeah, didn't even have running water. Oh, God. Yeah, probably. Um, Some sneaky Englishman was just, yeah, it's like (laughs) down down there being. But this is what I like, Chris. This is what we all say. So when no trespassing signs prove useless at discouraging them. What the fuck's this? A well? (laughs) The family tried charging admission. 50 cents for entering the grounds. $1 $1 mm-hmm. for information, $10 mm-hmm. for taking pictures. And cool. after that, skeptics blasted them as fortune-seeking fabulists. No, do you know mm. what? If you're going to be coming down and disturbing us, fuck it, yeah. Yeah. You want to take I a picture, you can, you can tell, yeah. Right, $10 um, quite a lot in 1955. That does seem quite but, a lot. <laughs> you know, 50, 50 wow. cents to go and see that, that's fair enough. If you want to go to and private what, land. Though? A farm that they've shot up. <laughs> The farm that they shot up themselves. <laughs> You've read it in the newspaper and you thought it was interesting enough to come down. Well, you, I would imagine you'll, you'll be well, happy yeah, to I mean, 50 cents to go and see it then. You know, fair enough. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. It's uh, Although, again, I think even that was probably quite a lot of money back then. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it, it's up to them, isn't it? Right, it's their fucking yeah, property. their land. Yeah. yeah, fuck off then. I think, I think good for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, the American way. Yeah, they've got exactly. something. They've got the supply. You've got the demand. There you go. That's yeah. how it works. Exactly. Um, it's capitalism. Exactly. As capital, so as the Kelly story spread to the world, it took on a life of its own. Um, and apparently, this is where we get. Um, it got conflated with um, stories about uh, aliens and men in green, helping launch the myth of the little green men. Because mm. these were little um, So when, when does the goblin come in? Does he? Does he turn up? Is he a private eye? <laughs> well, the, the goblin is. Oh. This is what they're, this is what they're calling it. So, Mister Goblin PI, because because these things, as we sort of explained, it's sort of outward appearance. They're, they're kind of like yeah. about you know about small, so high, you know. And because aliens um, weren't so prevalent, people called them goblins. Yeah, but they're, not, could be... they're not goblins. What we would consider traditional goblins. No, no, no. They, I mean, they were thinking that they, because they'd seen this light in the sky, they were tying it with UFOs. I mean, who knows, Chris? Maybe there were some cheeky little club holes or something. We don't yeah. know, do we? we maybe, don't know. Gob- maybe goblins have developed space technology on the yeah. quiet. Maybe that's where UFOs come from. Maybe it's just, you know, goblins. big goblin. <laughs> big goblin. <laughs> You've got a lot of investments in big goblin, haven't you? I have, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for it to pay off. So well, far, you know, we've got, um, you know, we've done, done a bit of a... Uh, Bit of prog music for um, some movies. As <laughs> as far as we've managed to penetrate the market, I've, but, you know, I've heard that Big Goblin were um, selling some of their now for them old, but for us new uh, rocket propulsion technology to um, to Boeing to produce better missiles. That's what I heard. 
Wouldn't be surprised. So I, that's why I read in my uh, monthly um, subscription of Soldier of Fortune magazine. Yep, my goblin, my money. <laughs> Don't even know what that meant. Um, right. So, my goblin, no problem. Yeah, no goblin, no cry. Um, <laughs> the day after the incident, no please goblin, no cry. <laughs> Oh, little goblin, don't shed no tears. Lovely. Um, the day after this, the police investigators returned to the farmhouse, searching for evidence of a saucer landing, footprints, blood trails, or scratch marks on the roof. They found nothing. Right. Bud Ledworth, a local radio station employee, interviewed the adult witnesses and made drawings based on their accounts, which I've sort of already described. He was impressed by their remarkable specificity and consistency, even though the men were away from the farmhouse all day and able to coordinate with the others. And it eventually got investigated <laughs> by the Air Force. Because even though he worked that the men have been away from the farmhouse all day or not, but I mean, how many days after the incident is incident is this? Yeah, and you could have. You, I mean, if you're being very skeptical, they could have just cooked it all up beforehand. If they yeah. just wanted to tell Porky, so you don't, you know, you don't know. Um, but anyway, big but, you know, big heads. For what we've body got, like a, body like a gas calendar, gorgeous yeah. chest. They're grounded, gorgeous chest. He's like Michael Phelps. Um, <laughs> But nothing going on in the leg region, just tiny little yeah. skinny little, skin and little weird long arms Dude. with claws at the end. Yeah. Um but but tiny little fellows as well. Um it's easy enough to remember, isn't it? Yeah. But it did get investigated by the Air Force UFO investigation program, Project Blue Book. Blue Book, yeah. Um they didn't invest they didn't officially pursue the matter beyond checking in with the Fort Campbell counterparts. They've been briefly there. And then in nineteen fifty six a UFOlogist called Isabel Davis did a thorough investigation. Um, published several decades later by the Centre for UFO Studies. Um, I mean, how, the page how, report. I mean, what? I mean, how how thorough could it be? It was two hundred pages. Yeah, of what? including detailed maps, drawings, documentary records, summaries of similar accounts around the world, and interviews with several Sutton family members. Um, I feel like so, I feel like most of it would have been maps and. <laughs> References to other stuff around the world, considering there's no evidence. It's not, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, anyway, she, so she, she did summarise there was a concern about a lack of physical evidence, but to her reckoning, none of the possible explanations, a deliberate hoax, publicity play, group hallucinations made a lot of sense. So, uh, you know, when poisoning. questions about whether young men were exaggerating, possibly fueled by hidden stalls of liquor, her strong impression after meeting Mrs. Langford was of a sombre, no-nonsense matriarch who aboard the limelight and had no reason to lie. None of the witnesses had any history of making preposterous allegations. Yeah, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? That the whole fact, because if it was just the two guys, you could imagine, right, don't tell Ma, but let's yeah, yeah. run in but and the fact say that. The whole that family kind of look. Yeah, the fact that they're all saying yeah. that they. Well, I mean, again. Did the family see anything, or, did, or were the guys at the window shooting out going, oh, they're aliens, they're coming, they look like this. Oh, one's scratching well, at the roof. They were going to see someone like... trying to attack the, um, his head, didn't they? But it was it was all by moonlight, and, you know, you're probably going to might start getting a bit suggestible. Could have been a raccoon. Group, group. Um, well, we'll get to an animal possibility later on. But uh, in 2006, Joan Nichols, Senior Research Fellow of the International Committee for Skeptical Inquiry and a self-styled paranormal investigator. Sounds I want to like get you. one of these jobs, Chris. Sounds I want to like get you. one of Yep. Yeah, I'm not getting paid for Is he getting paid for this, though? That's what I want to know. Uh, probably by get... the History Channel. <laughs> yeah. Put a little bit more effort. That's the main money out of this. That's what I want. Anyway, um, he reviewed the accumulated evidence um, and he raised suspicion about what he called Billy Taylor's embroidered testimony. Embroidered testicles. Yeah, he he did. He embroidered his testicles as well, but that's that's not relevant (laughs) to the case, Chris. Uh, (laughs) Permission to treat the the witness as hostile, you know, (laughs) bringing up irrelevant material. Trying to discredit Billy Ray. Just because he just because, have got any bearing on this case. Just because he embroidered a picture of a turtle onto his bullsack yeah. does not mean that he didn't see aliens. Does not make him an incredible witness. No, no, no bearing on this case whatsoever. <laughs> Objection sustained. <laughs> right. Um... And he, yeah, he matched uh, Taylor's UFO sighting with similar reports that day. Which oh, so apparently there might have been a small meteor going down in the vicinity because right. there had been similar reports. So that might explain where they, you know, they'd seen the, all the colours of the rainbow coming down from the sky. And as for the little man, he floated an explanation used for other alien encounter stories: owls. 
Right. <laughs> Very Lynchian. So apparently, the Great Horned Owl. Yeah. That's a good name, isn't it? A.K.A. the Hoot Owl. So Hoot Owl. Not as good a name. He's got long wings that could be mistaken for arms, yeah. along with talons, yellow eyes, long ears, and a round head that might match a little man's description. As for the metallic shine, Nichols suggests they could have been reflecting moonlight. Mm-hmm. So the only thing is that uh, while they're known to be active at dusk and aggressive defending their nest, um, they don't the investigators guns. question whether they'd really... Well, they don't have guns. Well, no, there's no, there was no firing back. Um, you know, and that... But, you know, maybe maybe you had some, some rabid grade or whatever else. Anyway, so... Could it could have been wild animals attacking them, some yeah. sort of birds. You know, they're thinking they. The, the you know, the, gorgeous. I'm just having a look at it. It's them. not. Yeah, it's not a huge reach from the kind of like description that they're given to to no. sort of like you know an owl. Because well, the reason you can't really see the legs or they seem so skinny is because well, they're not. You know. Yeah. And you know you got the, the you'd have the wings which sort well, of gorgeous, gorgeous, yeah. muscular, Dwayne yeah. and chest. chest. Obviously, yeah. Because you're flying a boot. Yeah, so that's that's the kind of um, that's the history of the uh, the little green men origin story, Hopkinsville Kelly case. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't follow up on whether they had a revisit. I'm assuming they didn't. Um, you know, uh, but it got a lot of press coverage. You know, this is where we get the, the phrase "little green men." Um, yeah, some some ufologists compared the alleged creatures to gremlins, which have since mm. been referred to as the Hopkinsville goblins in popular culture. So why they call them goblins, I don't know. Um, but it's been distinguished by its duration and by the number of witnesses involved. Project Blue Book listed the case as a hoax with no form, form of comment. <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, it was, it, it's the 1986 comedy horror Critters, yeah. loosely based on the Kelly Hopkinsville case. Um, apparently a Pokemon is based on this, so that's nice. Give a shit about Pokemon. Yeah, you do. You um, love it. Yeah, I'm, I know all of the fire lizards. Um, and, yeah, whatever. And apparently there's been on a TV series as well called Project Blue Book. So they've, they've yeah. turned that into a I TV show, apparently. Yeah. I've watched oh, a few yeah, episodes it's on, it's on the History Channel, apparently. So, yeah. Um, you, you'll have seen all this what's, before. What's the difference between... Um, oh, the Kelly community now celebrates the anniversary of the event every third weekend of August with an event called the Kelly Little, Men, Little Green Men Days. So that will sometimes be on my birthday. Maybe that's what yeah, I'll do for my. Maybe that's what I'll do for my fortieth. Yeah, get down to uh, get, Hopkinsville. That's... Go to Hopkinsville, oh. join in that, and get a cameo from Cisco. Beautiful. Fortieth done. Um, time well spent. Um, what's the difference between Pokemon and dog fighting? There isn't really any, is there? Yeah, not really. I mean, it's it's just kind of like um, they they like it apparently, but they're like animated Cock fighting. And cute. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, you know, they sort of thought, well, you should have seen one of the original concepts. It was just basically like bear baiting. So let's tone it down a little bit to make it kid-friendly, yeah? Maybe if we made the monsters, like, cute. Yeah. That'd be all right. But, yeah, the concept is kind of horrifying, isn't it? Yeah, going and trapping wild creatures and then making them fight each other. Trapping wild animals and fight each other, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting that people don't focus in on that a bit more, isn't it? Weird that the marketing people at Pokemon... See what they want to see, Chris. See what they want to see, as long as it makes a buck. Ugh, disgusting. Yeah, big Pokemon. (laughs) Making money hand over fist out of this You've got a lot of investments in big Pokemon, haven't you? Well, yeah. Hey, look, if people didn't didn't want to do it, I I just go with the money, mate. I just supply what people want. I'm not moral about it. I'm not going to get on my high horse. Just giving people what they want. Well, that's it, isn't it? You know... There is no m- money. Money has no God, I believe they say. Well, it's a famous catch, famous <laughs> saying, isn't it? Famous saying, you just made up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't, so why did some people start calling them gremlins, and then so they're just just because they looked a bit, a little bit like goblins or gremlins? I don't, I don't really know what the gremlin goblins thing is. To be honest with you, I don't understand why. I mean, you'd just that. call them aliens, wouldn't you? I mean, some, some, as I say, some ufologists have compared the alleged creatures to gremlins. Why? And they've been referred to as... So, for, for, for some reason, the little fellas... Yeah. Like, the, like when they saw... Because you, you can, you know, you can... And, and listener, you can Google, um, you know, this and see the see the picture yourself. It does look like a little goblin or kobold or something. I don't know. I'm not up for my... Um, you know, it, does, it looks less like your traditional... Little green man, then it does like some sort of um, medieval spirit or something. Oh, okay. 
So I think that's why they ended up calling them goblins, just because, you know, that's what they look a bit like. But no, supposedly this very much was supposed to be. But I mean, there's, the thing is, though, there's no there's no real evidence that it's a UFO, other than the fact that they thought they saw something coming down from the sky, All the and then they were attacked by things that could fly. So definitely not birds. You know, yeah, I mean, birds, Occam's birds, Raider fam- and all that. Birds, probably more birds fam- likely. Famously ground-based animals. They fear the sky, yeah. don't they? They do. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it sounds like it's probably people getting a bit excited and then seeing some owls. Yeah, I think <laughs> they've maybe gotten a little bit excited. They've got a bit bored. There's nothing really to do on the farm, you know, other than dig the well and sort of, you know, Oh, let's not paint let's the house. New, yeah, not paint the house. I'll play horseshoes again because <laughs> no, nobody likes painting. Um, yeah, and you've just got a bit hysterical, perhaps, and everyone's just kind of like, yeah, it must have been so boring. Or, or you know, some aliens decided to come down to Earth, go for a little visit, um, and then just scratch at the windows and kind of like fly about a little bit to piss off some farmers. Again, not really seeing what's in it for the aliens, having come all that way. No. That's the question that never gets asked, Chris. What, what do the aliens you know? want? Well, yeah. <clears throat> what are they getting out of it? Slaughter some cattle. I'll tell you what, if you saw, if it was night and you, t- have you seen a harpy eagle before? I have not, no. I'll share my screen with you. Because if you saw one of these at night, you'd think it was a fucking demon or something. Like they're amazing. And out in the middle of the night where it's like, Look. you know, it's, it's like a full moon. Yeah. Look at this fucker. They're huge as well. Is that George Harrison sitting next to one? Yeah, that was um, the Harpy Eagle produced his third, third solo album. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty keen guitarist, by counts. Yeah, no, that is pretty freaky looking, but kind of majestic as well. Yeah, they're amazing Harpy Eagles. Um, I think they're mm. from the Amazon, though. Yeah, they're crazy, guys. Everyone should have a look at a Harpy Eagle. That's my advice to them. There you go. Um, so Neil, anyway, yeah. So should we go through? Our... I don't think they're they're local to the area, but yeah, some some kind of bird does make that. I could see that. Anyway, yeah, scoring. Yes, Neil. So spookiness. Uh, I'll go first as a little change of pace because I normally Ooh, let you go on. first on spookiness, um, and I'm sure you want a rest. Um, <clears throat> so I would find I don't know. I'd find it weird or spooky at night being out in the middle of nowhere, um, you know, cut off and that kind of stuff, and it's probably quite wooded, the area. Um, but these people live there and are used to it, and there's a load of them around. So I don't like it wouldn't be particularly spooky to them, or much less so yeah, than was, it is to me. They were they were living right next to a shopping mall. It was a really big <laughs> kind of area. But no, that'd be quite good, wouldn't it? But no. Yeah, no, I assume it's well out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I don't know. It's difficult because, I mean, again, you would think that you'd seen owls and stuff as well. Do you know what I mean? If you lived out there, but um, it was the it was the guy from out of town who started the whole thing, didn't he? Kicked it all off. Yeah, the kind of the smooth talking lyrical Carney from out of town. So oh, yeah, um, he might not have been used to it, and then. I don't, I don't know. It's difficult to see how this gets so out of hand. <laughs> yeah, it did escalate very rapidly. I don't see much because if they'd been being attacked or something, yeah. you'd think, well, fair enough. But I and don't know. Maybe live, it's a bit you like, live out there as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, but they reckon, you know, you know, sometimes we are quite isolated. People do get quite territorial, and it's sort of like get quite gun friendly. You know, oh yeah, anything that appears, they get well, quite paranoid. So if you're, you know, take something away from them. I don't know what kind of. Not saying the Suttons were like that. I don't know. I'm but... not sure. I'm not sure what kind of animals and stuff that you know are there. Predator, you know, are there wolves or bears, black bears yeah, or something? Yeah. So I mean, you would, you know, you've got a reason to, to have protect weapons. your homestead. Yeah, absolutely. But spookiness, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's very spooky. I don't think... I mean, maybe seeing something in the sky and you don't know what it is, that could be a bit... Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go for a 4-0. Um, well, if a bulletproof alien isn't spooky, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not really terrible. Because the thing is, they don't, they don't do much. They just... I mean, they look a bit, you know, um, otherworldly. Um, but you've decided to start shooting at them for no particular good reason, it seems to me. 
Um, so I get that they obviously were scared. And I kind of, you know, and we'll get into it in a minute, but I, I think that they, they probably, you know, were were scared of whatever was going on. So they were spooked themselves. So obviously there's some, but I think it's just um, they've seen something and just sort of spooked themselves. But I don't think that's inherently spooky in and of itself, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I don't, you know, it could, if someone had been attacked or something, you know, or something like that or something crazy. But yeah, it's low spookiness for me on this one. It's going to be a two. Two. Okay. So, Neil, believability. Yeah. So, believability. Um, so, I, I kind of get the impression that I think they did think that they'd seen something. That's kind of where I fall You're on so this. so soft-hearted. They could, have been, could have been making the whole thing up. But no, I get the impression that they, they, um, they did think they'd seen something. But no, I'm not convinced because... All right, there'd been a meteorite storm earlier in the day, or something, and that, but you know that so that could have set something in your head, and then you've got that, and you'll and then you'll start thinking. Of, and the fifties, it was you just all of that kind of those kind of towns are starting to kick off, aren't they? And those kind of sightings start to, to happen. So you're you're getting that kind of getting that suggestibility, you're getting into that kind of thing, and you, you're middle of kind of like you've had the I don't know, is that um you know you. I don't know how far we're sort of ramping up with sort of the whole Cold War paranoia. But, I mean, how much, later, but... how much of that would they have been affected by seeing as they didn't have any TV or radio or any contact with the outside world or books? Yeah, you might have heard it on, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how often they're going into town and hearing yeah. stories from neighbours. I mean, but it's not like they're sitting there listening to War of the Worlds, is yeah. it? Or you might, you know, they said they didn't have liquor on the farm, but you might have gone out drinking on a Friday night or something like that when you finished your shift or so. I imagine they sort of do something sociable, wouldn't you? You imagine there'd be barn some dance. sort of social life. Yeah, go to a barn dance or something. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how, how much of that. But anyway, because to even conceive of sort of like interstellar aliens, then you must have heard, heard something. So I don't know. It's um, well, it could be the guy from Philadelphia again going, ah, oh, but, but there's been a big spate of these aliens landing and stuff. You know, he might have heard of it and then been saying yeah. to them, and that could have got them all. Oh, so what? Yeah, no, these He's aliens have been carnival, so they've been know, crashing in Roswell and all up. sorts. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, who knows? But um, yeah, no, I, I think that they probably believed it. What was quite interesting about this is, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an all right score actually this one. Not I don't believe that they were attacked by aliens. I think they just shut up their own farm because they got scared by some wildlife. But um I think that and you know, it's I've got to take marks off because obviously the investigations didn't show something, but then they wouldn't, would they, Chris? They want to cover it up. Covering um up. Project Blue Book. Yeah. Project Blue Book, so it was actually they were um yeah, they were they were creating um, you know, little robots, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Little robots, little military robots. Um, fueled by nuclear technology, yeah. who were um, who were inventing by Nazi scientists. Yeah, and they realised it was too, empowered by evil, spirit power. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> you know, sort of powered by hell itself. Um, and they had to put a, put a damper on that. Corking it just backfired. Started started attacking farmers. We didn't know where it'd end, so they had to uh, had to stop it then and cover up all, all knowledge. Um, no, yeah, no, I. I th- I think that they probably believe what they're saying, I, you know. And there's, but yeah, the the in, I don't believe that they were, they you know that, that it was a set of aliens. There's nothing. So, so you know, in terms, I guess yeah, I guess it's it's too easy to think that they were attacked by wildlife or something like that. So yeah, it's going to have to bring it yeah, no, it's going to bring it down a bit for me. Given that I I think that they probably did believe it themselves, but I don't I don't actually believe there was anything to it. I'm going to sort of give it a four. Four. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm similar to you. I mean, where I'm kind of slightly stuck is whether it was all just a fucking hoax. Um, yeah. that's what, so that, so that kind of the believability sort of rests on that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it, I get, I guess, um, it is believable that the guy from Philadelphia said, oh, I saw something in the sky and there's been loads of sightings of UFOs. What are they? Like these monsters from other planets and stuff. And they've been seeing them all over America and telling them a story. And they go, oh. And then he's going, oh, look, there's something out there. And it was like you could see an owl's reflection, like its eyes. Yeah, reflection you start to they go, oh, and start shooting and stuff. Um, so that that could be... Believable. I mean, on the other hand, if this woman is kind of really no nonsense, so it should be going, ah, you, you Egypt, it's a that's an owl, you would think, because she's lived there forever. Um, 
Uh, right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the hoax thing to one side. Um, no, if you can't trust a carny, Chris, <laughs> to tell you the truth, who can you trust? I can't trust a Pennsylvanian carny. Um, so I'm gonna go same as you. I'm gonna go four because I think it it could be believable. I'm still unsure as to whether they actually believed it even themselves or whether it was all just a bit of a hoax. But you know, because there's a yeah, there's a, there's a involved. So no, that's it, it, I mean the whole thing could be just a complete hoax. But I guess I just you know the the fact yeah. that all of them and they seem a lot of them seem fairly down to earth. But yeah, they could have just been trying to make some money. Um, so reach sorry, that's me, I think. Um, so I think I've probably heard of this because I watch a lot of nonsense. Um, so I'm sure I probably heard of it. Uh, and the fact that I made the link to critters makes me think that I've probably heard that link somewhere before or you, yeah. or I just that was a weird one to pull out well it just sounded like it goblins you know I mean I've not even seen critters but from what I understand they're small aliens attacking a farmhouse and this sounded like small aliens attacking a farmhouse so it wasn't pretty much it wasn't yeah. so, it's, so, so so it's not a huge mental leap now it's not beyond the wit of man to be able, version of um, gremlins basically it's not beyond the wit of man to be able to make the link there, so it's not that weird. <laughs> well, no, it's just because remembering the fact that critters exists in the first place. Yeah, I don't know why. I've, that's always stuck in my head. I think. I mean, I've seen this movie, and I could, I could sort of boil it down. I think for you, when I yeah, was, really I think when it. I was a kid, one of my my best friend when I was a kid, I think his brother had a poster of it or something, and it probably oh, just okay. burned into my head, like because I yeah. was five. Or yeah, something. the character design's kind of um, yeah. mildly iconic. Um, so, I mean, well. I mean, I think it's not that it's not one of the big ones of the UFO stuff, but I, but it's also not a, an unknown or like you have to be really into it to have known it. So well, it's the origin of Little Green Men, potentially, yeah. Although they were silver, so don't quite know how that people mixed mixed it up later on. Um, so I'm going to give it a reach of five now. Mm. I'm going to go a bit higher on Rich for this one, just because um, I, I thought that was I a think bit low. UFO and stuff that that that's been around for a while. I mean, I think it, it possibly becomes less prevalent now. But it's probably going going to start going out of fashion. But um, yeah, I mean, people were obsessed with UFOs in the fifties. There were a lot of sort of stories, and this is, I think, sounds like one of the more foundational ones. Um, Little green man spotted outside of Albuquerque. Exactly, it's, you know, and. It, it's you know it's one of one of the ones that they've sort of attested to as more you know more convincing proofs and and that and that is literally just a shut up farmhouse that's that's what they've got here so um it tells you something but um but no i, I think it's um it's quite you know it's quite well known um it, it's anything in that kind of like ufo thing it's it's you know there's a, there's a big sort of sector of people who are very interested in all of that kind of thing you know i can imagine that um oh gosh what's your your man um, the 80s comedian who was the Blues brother and a Ghostbuster. Aykroyd. Um, Dan Aykroyd, he'd be all over this, I reckon. He'd, he'd have things to say. I think he'd, he'd probably call the farm by now. I, I would hope so. I hope that's where he brews his vodka. <laughs> from from the local spring, gets the water there. Does it have the... Triple filtered grain. From the, um, from the well. Yeah. Yeah, it's out of the well, that's it, yeah. Um... Yeah, so no, I, th- I think I think this has got quite quite wide reach. It's been around for a while. I think it'll be known all around the world, and it'll you know anything with UFOs involved, that tends to get a bit more um bit more going on. So um, it's not right up there in the camp with kind of like Bigfoot and stuff like that. It's not that well known. It's more of a niche sub bit, but nonetheless, those things do tend to get very well shared. So I'm going to give it a seven. Seven fucking hell. So narrative premise, Neil, you go first. Um. There's, it's kind of just the old cliche getting attacked in the cabin, but you've actually left the cabin and shot the rest, and nothing's happened to you. So it's it's not a, it's not a particularly great narrative for me. This one, I don't think actually. You know, the, you know the whole you know being attacked by things in the cabin while you're while you're having to defend yourself until the sun comes up or something. That's a classic of the movie genre. The Alamo. I've seen it in all sorts. <clears throat> yep, the Alamo. Dog soldiers. It could be vampires or aliens. Well, aliens. The movie. That's, that's that's another version of that story. You know, just trying to um, trying to protect yourself. Against the thing. It. But 
but it would have been a lot less scary in Aliens or the thing. Um, well, that, well, he was he was in with them, wasn't he? In shape shifting, so it's a slightly different one. But yeah, um, but this is one where instead of the aliens actually like having acid blood and, and trying to bite your head off, they just kind of like pooled around, had a waft at you, and then ran away. Yeah, um, wouldn't be would have been quite did a bit of hovering, hovered off, hovered off. Um, would have been quite as good and entertaining a story if they'd done it like that. So I, I think it's just the fact that it's a very much a one sided fight as evidenced by <clears> the fact that I mean, it doesn't sound, it's not really a fight, is it? Yeah, when I say fight. I mean, it's you know, they basically just fired out of their own windows and stuff at what they thought were um, some things. That's, I mean, even if you know, the alien angle, I guess, is well, even there, it's kind of like. What? But why aliens? You know, there's no real. I mean, because they saw saw them in the moon and thought they looked a bit metallic and stuff. But again, it's for me. It's like, well, what's what's their end game? What do the aliens want? You got you got to think about what the protagonist's goal. It could are have been um, rather than aliens. It, it could have been one of those human statues people that you see the street performers. Yeah, do you reckon they're just really committed to the bit? Well, I reckon. To, that, I reckon to earn that fifty p like a motherfucker. Well, the, he's the, being shot at. They probably came down with the carney. They were coming to meet yeah. him because they did the human statue bit in at the carnival. That's the shittest fucking act of all time, isn't it? What they're being really still statue. in silver. Yeah. Um, there are some interesting ones. Oh, what can I do? I've got absolutely no talent. I can stand still. I mean, I, I can stand. The statue stand still. Well, you can stand still for that long. No, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't care. I'm not having it. There's some, I don't know. There's some interesting ones in. Like, good, good luck to you if you can earn a living doing it. Well, the really good ones that you see kind of around Covent Garden in London, like they do. I mean, they're they're sort of like half magic as well. Like they're balancing on a like there's like an optical yeah, illusion okay, element. You. Yeah, yeah, like the balancing on top of a stick or something. No, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give, I'll give extra points for that. At least that, that implies some, I don't know, gymnastic ability or something. Well, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's. I mean, the worst hey, one Neil, I, look, I saw. Was, we get it. You don't like human statues outside Fine. the Pompidou Centre. I don't know if it was a human statue or a mime or a mixture of the two, but he was basically like standing there with his umbrella blowing away, or just you know an umbrella outstretched, mm. pretending it was windy. That's Brilliant. right. How much money did you give him? Zero francs from me. Forty francs. Euro. One franc, sir. And, and which was euros for years. That would have been ten pence, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Give or take. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so I've forgotten what, what the hell we're talking about. I think I'm scoring something, aren't I? Narrative premise. Narrative premise. Yeah. Just I, give me a number now, Neil. You've gone. You've gone on too long. Three. Three. Lovely. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it sounds like it's an early alien encounter, so that's all right. Um, they committed to it as a family. That's good. The National Guards, and they got the, what a scoop, newspaper man in. So. Yeah. New York Times. Yeah. Um, Hex hoax. <laughs> the headline there, I imagine. Page 56. Um, and, you know, I, I haven't before this heard of a one-sided attempted gun battle with aliens. So that's... Yeah. I mean, I think it it sounds like an early one of aliens kind of trying... It's got a bit of the zombie thing to it, hasn't it? Of, like, you're in your house and there things trying to get in, all that kind of shit. Well, it's that, again, it's a classic sort of um, yeah. movie premise, things attacking you in a, in a small location. But it's, from, but it's from film. 19... It's from the 50s, so it wasn't as classic then, I'd say. Um, so I don't think I don't think it's as low as you. I mean, it's not, you know, it's it's not setting setting my heart alight, but eh, it's okay. I'll give it a. And you got to remember, they didn't have any books, so they couldn't look up any good storylines for that. No, that's true. So not, not that it makes a difference. Right, I'm going to give it a five for that. So that gives us an overall score of thirty four, which is a fairly low mm. one, really, isn't it? Yeah, it kind it kind of is. Um, I don't know. I think it's quite it's an interesting nice one, of, and it's it's, yeah. one of, it's a nice little story. Yeah, um, of man's constant battle against the owl, which <laughs> which which has gone on for millennia, hasn't it? What What do they see? What, what are they up to? What do they know? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm behind you. <laughs> Spin the head. I can see you. Shit, you can't sneak up on an owl. That's um. 
That's a th- real food for thought. That's See the th- prey from miles. That's why there are betters. And that's why the people at Bohemia Grove worship That's why they worship owl. them. Yeah. 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 And the people from Cornwall who worship Owl Man. They're, they're, yeah, rightly re- they should. they're regional deity. <laughs> their king and leader and god. Uh, well, so that's it uh, for this week's Urban Legends. If you want to get in touch with whatever an urban that you want us to look at or any theories or anything, then, Neil, what is that email address? I believe, probably wrongly, that that is herb.legend at gmail. No, dot podcast at gmail.com. That's right, Neil. urb.podcast.legend. No. You are b.legends.podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, I would just, uh, you know, have a have a nice week. If you're in the UK, be careful of the winds because I've already had some deaths. Um, and uh, go and have a little look up at the Harpy Eagle because he's a cheeky fella that, you know, will melt your heart and infect your brain. So from me, Chris, goodbye. Goodbye. Lovely stuff. I was still sharing the screen. Lucky I didn't start looking up porn. Yeah. (laughs) Like I normally do. Pull out one of the tabs. (laughs) Favourites list comes down. It's just some film. Yeah, we won't be looking at my bookmarks. (laughs) Right. um, So what do you reckon? Do you want to do another one or are you done for today? Uh, I don't mind. I could... uh... I yeah, have a crack at another Go one. The yeah. silver, the silver tone yeah. thing. I see what that's all about. Right, I'll um, I'll end this so I can get this all saved. Should we? What ten minutes? Ten past. Oh, yeah. I'll see you in a bit. <laughs>